0: Well, here we go, everyone. This is episode one of the John Q podcast series. I'm John Q, and this podcast will be talking a little about what a future podcast will be about, a little bit of a personal introduction of who I am, in a way. Uh, But I'll also touch on some topics very briefly today. For starters, if you do not enjoy hearing different ideas, you may not like some of my podcasts. Because most of these podcasts are going to be talking about my political views and why I have them. Um, I think labels are really really important Uh, and I see that a lot in today's society putting progressive or conservative on your Twitter handle or profile can make or break that tinder date I personally generally do not like to use political labels when I talk to myself I don't like to say one way or the other I'm Republican I'm Democrat I'm libertarian I'm a magical unicorn But I've been told by people that I'm pretty close to what you'd call a liberal Republican. And I can accept that. I think that kind of means that I've got a lot of ideas from either side of the aisle. Um, And I'll go into those specifically later, but just know there's going to be some bouncing around. Let's talk about Trump for just a half second here. I just want to get that one out of the way right now. I've been called a Trump fanboy before, and I think this means something that I, I like him because he won. Um, but let's get one thing straight: I do not like Trump as a person, and I hardly tolerate him as a politician. As someone who generally sides with the Republican Party, he's been a huge disappointment to me. We can get into why at a later date, but let's all remember that I said from the get-go that I do not like the guy. Now let's talk about um, a little bit of a different point here. I'll dive right into the big one first, and that one's guns. It's a huge topic in today's world. One group of people would have you think that there are military-grade weapons running around in the streets, and that they cause all crime, and are only made to kill children with, and that the NRA is evil, and the only way to solve our, quote, gun violence epidemic is to ban all guns. Wholesale. Another group would like you to think there's a war on freedom in this country being waged from behind desks at government buildings everywhere. Without getting into specific data points and numbers and all that, let's address some key points of the anti-gun argument. Um, spoiler alert, I'm really, really, really pro-gun. First, <laughs> the illusion that banning something can get rid of it. Drugs. That kind of says it all. How many drugs are illegal that come into this country every single day? Marijuana's probably the most commonly used one that's still legal in a lot of states. Sure, you know, you got California, Washington, Colorado, and I think Oregon now, too. But everywhere else, it's illegal. And yet, still people have it. They still get it somehow. And I know there's not a weed fairy running around giving it to people, so it has to come from somewhere. By banning something at the legal level you're not getting rid of something you're doing two things one you're making it so you can punish someone for having that thing two you're making yourself feel good because you are supposedly quote-unquote getting rid of something that you think in a in a way is dangerous and with guns yes quote-unquote assault rifles which really doesn't exist are used in mass shootings from time to time But those weapons account for less than 3% of gun deaths yearly. So why are we working on that when we should be working on uh, obesity, which kills way more Americans than gun violence? Or car accidents for that matter. But we'll get into that more later. Uh, Second, that these weapons are military-grade and civilians should not have them. Why not? At the time of the founding of this country, muskets were military-grade, and yet our founders ensured that we would still have access to them. Why? Why would a government give the people the ability to overthrow it? Because just like our courts and our multiple bodies legislature, the Second Amendment prevents the total monopoly of power by one group of people, in this case, the government, because they wanted us to be able to do what they did, overthrow a tyrannical government. And to those who deny tyranny's existence, because I know that that's a thought crossing people's minds right now, look at Venezuela. Look at North Korea. Those are That's tyranny. So yes, I do have a military-grade weapon, quote-unquote, and I intend to keep that one and acquire many more, because that's what the Constitution protects. Not for hunting, not for sport shooting, not for competition shooting. It protects the ability of the people to bear force against the government if necessary. Let's get into one more thing here um, that's kind of going to turn into another thing, I feel like. <laughs> um, let's talk about a little bit about abortion. Um, I'm pro-choice, and I feel like I don't need to explain it further than that. Pretty simple. Her body, her choice. Should a man have a say in a abortion between a couple? Well, yeah, I think so, but that's for them to work out no reason for a woman to present a paper that says her man signed it that seems awful sexist and patriarchal to me do i think that couples should have a proper discourse yeah absolutely and i think they should totally talk it out because i think that makes a healthy relationship that has nothing to do with the legality of it but do i think that abortion should be free or funded by the government no 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 no, not at all because i believe in small government and smaller spending and to tie this into another point, that also means that I don't like the Affordable Care Act or any sort of socialized health care idea. But unless, unless, big unless here, it is for temporary assistance during a transitional period in somebody's life. Because those periods can be hard. Say you either move from one area to another or you lose your job for whatever reason. You can get fired, company could close down, you get laid off, whatever. I understand those transitional periods and I think that we as a country should be accommodating, you know? Help people out when they need genuine help. But when someone has a two-year, four-year liberal arts degree that they've never done anything with and they're 37 years old and they work at McDonald's or, you know, they work part-time retail and they make enough money to scrape by and yet they complain they don't have health insurance. You know, that sounds like a problem that, w- that you made for yourself in your choices initially. You should have had better foresight to understand that that job is not going to give you everything and that the government certainly isn't going to give you everything. You need to work for that. You need to earn that for yourself. Because while we do live in a world where some people think healthcare is necessary, I disagree. Healthcare is a business, whether we like it or not. We live in a capitalist economy, and that means that pretty much everything you've got is a business. That includes surgery, that includes medicine, that includes healthcare as a whole. So deal with it, either that or go live in Canada because it's free up there. But good luck trying to get in through their immigration system with a two-year liberal arts degree and your only job has been at McDonald's or other fast food restaurants because they have a merit-based immigration system. But back to the main point, we, we as a society need to reward personal accountability of one's own actions and choices instead of giving handouts because it makes us feel good about ourselves. And yeah, I completely believe that if handout, if people doing charitable things didn't give people a good sense of like self-satisfaction or gratification, that we wouldn't do it. I totally believe that because you see these people all the time you know, middle class liberal people especially they go and of course vote democrat and they talk about it for the next 3 weeks like they just saved an entire orphanage of kittens like they just they like they're Jesus Christ themselves <laughs> like you you voted calm down it's not that big of a deal i mean it is but it doesn't make you special a lot of people do it or this is this is the big one when they go buy a sandwich or give a homeless person money, oh my God, you'll never hear the end of it for a month and a half. You'll see Facebook posts every other day. I feel so good that I did this for that person. Blah, blah, blah. Look, we get it, but you don't need to take credit for it. Sure. It can feel good and you can relish that. But after a while, you telling us about it kind of makes us think that you don't like doing it. You just like the credit that you get for doing it. And frankly, that's why I think most people do those things. They don't like the act. They don't actually want to help. They just like the credit they get from helping. So, you know, if you're going to help, I I, I totally encourage you to buy people sandwiches. I totally encourage people to donate to food banks or homeless shelters or, you know, however you want to be charitable. Be charitable by all means. But don't be an asshole about it. Don't make it seem like you're the greatest person in the world. I don't go talking about how many times I've bought people food or given them money because it's irrelevant. Me doing, me talking about it to someone else is irrelevant. What matters is that I went and did it. So go actually do it.